Welcome to Flippin' Awesome Coaching, a podcast designed for athletes who love a challenge and want to see just how far they can really go. I'm your host, Amy Twiggs, and the podcast starts now. All right. Okay, you guys, it's Amy Twiggs from Pro Mindset Academy being switched over from Flippin' Awesome Coaching. I'm super excited. We have a, an amazing athlete that gets to be on our podcast today, Shay. Uh, uh, Haddo, <laughs> you just barely taught me how to say that. People do it all the time. <laughs> right, I just barely asked you, and I'm like, okay, now how did she say it? So like Shadow, Haddo. So Shay is a former soccer player, and she's from, she went to Utah State on a scholarship. Were you a scholarship athlete there? Yes, I was. Beautiful. And she works with a lot of female athletes right now, helping them to manage their mental, their mindset, that side of the game, which we find very important, which is why she's on here. And she uh, is an expert coach and speaker on confidence and mindset for female athletes. She's the founder of Alpha Girl Soccer Academy. And she also has a podcast, Alpha Girl Soccer Podcast. She's also an author and we have so much to learn from her. I'm super excited for all of you guys to to gain some knowledge, to get some new tools, new tips. You always hear my voice, so it's always fun to have other people share what they do, what they say, how they teach these tools, and what they do to ignite the fire inside of you athletes, and what we can do to help the parents and coaches to do the same. Because sometimes it's hard as parents to know what to do, and as coaches to know what to do, to get that fire, to help their mindset. So Shay, we are so thrilled to have you on this podcast today. And I'm going to turn it over to you to tell us some things about you, where you're headed what you've what's brought you to this point of creating this this podcast this group this um this program that you have for the young women and we'll just go from there go ahead Shay tell us what's going awesome. on well thank you so much for having me on I'm excited to you know help your audience out so yeah I grew up in Salt Lake City Utah um I played soccer and basketball from the time I could walk um but growing up playing soccer I had a really hard time with my confidence so a lot of it stemmed from just the pressure of my coaches and from my dad and my dad was always really tough on me. Um, and so I actually, I ended up getting injured. I tore my ACL when I was 12 years old, had surgery when I was 13. And from that point on, I really struggled with, you know, I was always afraid to make mistakes and just felt that I, like I wasn't good enough, that I didn't belong on the team that I was on. And luckily, I, I was really close to quitting when I was about 15 years old, but I decided, you know, I wanted to play college. So I decided to give it one more go in a tournament called Surf Cup. And in Surf Cup, that's actually where I got recruited to play college. Um, I actually did my first semester at VCU, which is in Richmond, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And then I transferred to Utah State and finished my career there, finished my master's there. Um, and then after college, I, I just realized that there's a, a huge, immense need for female athletes to improve the mental side of their game. Like I didn't have that kind of support or coaching when I was that age. And as I was coaching girls, you know, I was just, you know, coaching girls privately and in a team setting, I realized that they really do need help with their confidence. They need help with their mindset. And so that's why I started Alpha Girl Soccer and why now I'm really focusing more on the mental side of the game. Um, and I absolutely love what I do because, you know, it's crazy to, to see the difference in girls and, you know, I'm just excited to be here to, to help you guys and, and to talk more and dive into this. I love it. <clears throat> My throat's not working today very well, Shay. So 
And I was telling you, hey, I don't know why it's not going on very well. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you a few questions. You had said that you talk a lot about confidence with your athletes. And a few things I wanted to ask you based on what you just told us is you said when you were 15, you almost quit. Do you find that that I, I have found, because I was 16 when I wanted to quit, I have found that that's pretty typical for high school athletes around 15, 16, like sophomore, junior year, when you're working with the high school age athletes, are you finding that to be kind of the stage where they're just, their confidence is down, they're really struggling with what they wanna do? Tell me what you've, what you've seen. Yeah, so I honestly, I work with way more younger kids, so like 10 to 14, because I do feel like once they get to 15, 16, they start to drop off. And it's funny, I was actually reading an article yesterday that was talking about why girls quit sports. And some of the biggest reasons, like the, I think it was the second reason was a lack of confidence and feeling like they weren't good enough. And then also it was like, okay, well, figuring out, do I really want this in my future or am I not good enough? So is it, should I focus on school or something else that's actually going to help me in my future? And then I think one of the third reasons was kind of just like time management. Like, okay, I, this is, this is going to be something where I need to focus more on school and getting a job over, you know, being a professional or a college athlete. So, yeah, I think that, I think that a lack of confidence stems earlier than I actually thought. Yeah. I think it can stem early as I have some 10 year olds that I work with, you know, I, and most of them are around the 12 year old range, but I think that that high school range, why they quit so often then it's like, okay, they're, they've gone through a lack of confidence for so long. Or maybe it's just like they, they know that they don't have a future or they think that they don't have a future in it and mm -hmm. they're just, they don't want to put any more time and effort and energy into doing something that they don't truly love anymore. Do you think it's that they don't love it anymore or do you think that, like you're saying, that they just haven't been able to learn the skills of, of loving themselves along the way? That's a really good point. I think, I think it comes from both. So I think when, when you don't, they don't have a, really great sense of self-esteem and self-worth, mm -hmm. then they don't love the sport as much. But I think when you're confident and you love yourself, then it's a lot easier to love the sport that you play. So I think they kind of go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I find, I, I don't know if you found this, but when they're younger, there's a point where they do start finding messages, like you said, that your dad, when you talked about your ACL, um, I also told my ACL, but that was my freshman year of college. But when, I, when you were saying that your dad um, put a lot of pressure on you, right? And that you, was it, you said you were 12 when you tore your ACL? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so you felt like there was a lot of pressure from the coaches, pressure from your dad. You felt like you weren't good enough. You were making lots of mistakes. You were afraid of making mistakes and those kind of things. Then you, you tore your ACL. I have a question for you because I always am fascinated about injuries with sports, especially when you're at certain levels, mm -hmm. because I feel like some injuries protect us. Does that make sense? Yeah, that we, we almost, it gives us a way out. It's an escape route. And I want to, I, I get fascinated by how many people are just, they love the sport, but all of a sudden they start playing it for other people instead of themselves because of their confidence level. They're not able to say, Hey, this is for me, not for you guys. I'm doing this the way I want to do it. But I think that sometimes injuries are such a relief to some athletes. What do you think? That's actually, I've never had anyone phrase it that way or ask me that question, but you're absolutely right. Like when I first got hurt, I was so upset. I was, I was angry that I got hurt. I wanted to keep playing, but, but I kind of had a weird injury story where they misdiagnosed me. I kept playing and then I got hurt again. Like it happened three times, but every time where I got hurt again, I was almost like, I wanted it to be something bad. And I know that that's so horrible. I don't know if I've ever honestly said that out loud before. 
Is but it, it was horrible though? Yeah, it was, it was like, I didn't, I wasn't having fun. There was so much pressure put on me that I almost wanted to be injured. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted it to be bad enough to where I could just be on the sidelines and, and didn't have to get yelled at and didn't have to have all this immense pressure on me. So, and I, I, I don't think I've ever thought about it like that, but I think there are probably more cases than you think of athletes that might be relieved when they get injured to kind of get a break from, from all the pressure that's put on them from outside sources. I think it's really fascinating to think about like what you said, there's probably more than you think. I think you're right in that a lot of, a lot of kids, once they do want to get back into it, cause they, they've, everybody's dropped their expectation. So now the athlete feels like they really do want to play again because nobody expects them to play well now that they have this injury. Right. Then they start showing to themselves that they can play and then they're afraid of re-injuring. So that's a different level of, well, now I don't want to get hurt because I really do love the sport again. But maybe it wasn't that they ever lost it. If they start a sport that they love, I think it usually starts stemming from a comparison and being told messages that you start believing that, wait, I thought I just loved the sport. Now I'm just not good enough for everybody. So it has nothing to do with the falling out of love of the sport. So the injury part, I wonder, because sometimes I see that a lot, is all of a sudden they're like, I want to pretend I'm mad, but I'm actually really relieved. Mm-hmm interesting it is very interesting and I I really do remember kind of like almost feeling like I had to fake Mm -hmm. being upset you know because it's really like I was like oh yes I don't have to go to practice I'm not going to get yelled at you know my 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 dad's not going to lecture me after the game because there's nothing to lecture me about when I'm sitting on the bench right you know so I I'm really glad and that you brought that up and I think that a lot of athletes it's something that's probably buried so deep for a lot of athletes and it's never talked about so I'm glad that you you kind of brought that up. Well, athletes don't like to talk about injuries. We are afraid of, we would literally, Shay, this sounds weird, but a lot of athletes are like, well, I'd rather die than break my leg, mm-hmm. right? Don't tell me I'm going to hurt my, I'm not going to break, I don't want to break a toe. I'd rather, they, they laugh at the idea of death, but they really get scared when you talk about breaking a bone, right? That's scary if they really don't want it to break. But if they do want it to break, then they're like, okay, that's such a relief in some ways. So it's really the whole psychology of, of injury is really interesting to me with, with sports. Mm-hmm. So tell me with, with that, how did your relationship with your coaches and your parents and your dad specifically? Because I want parents to hear how um, relationships are everything. And when we have a relationship with our sport, we're excited. When we start falling out of love with our sport, it's usually because of something other than the sport, I think. But tell me, how was your relationship with your dad after your injury and going into your college? You decided at 15 to keep moving forward with your college dreams. So tell me how that all looked and with your coaches. So actually, when I was injured, um, like when it first started, my dad was like really hard on me still about like, okay, you got to do your exercises, you need to like get back and get healthy as fast as you can. And it was really hard on our family, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I had brothers and sisters that played as well. But I, for some reason, like my dad always put all the pressure and attention on me. Mm-hmm. And so when I was injured, it was, it kind of had a, a very big strain in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got older, like when I, when I got back to playing on the field, it slowly started to get better with, with my dad. Like, and then in college, it's like, I never heard from him on the sideline at all. Like it, it totally changed. And I don't know if it's because in college, the expectation is different where it's like parents, you, you can't be doing this stuff in college or if it's just that he changed and he, he has changed a lot. I know when you become a grandpa, you change. Um, but for my coaches, um, I think my, my coaches were absolutely amazing coaches. Like they, I, I owe them a lot of who I am today, the person I am today, but they did 
put a ton of pressure on me. And when I get injured, it's almost like a lot of the pressure came off, like we talked about, right? Mm -hmm. And when I came back, I feel like the expectation was lower, so I didn't feel quite as much pressure. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I started to get back into the swing of things, then the pressure was kind of put on me. But I wouldn't have changed that for the world because they helped me play, you know, at a high level in college, and they, they helped prepare me for that. Um, but I always say like, people ask me, well, do you coach like your current, co like your former coaches coach? I was like, no, I coach nothing like them mm -hmm. because me as a player, I, I needed something different. Like it was great to have that, that intensity, but a lot of it almost pushed me to the brink and I would never want to push a player to the brink of quitting based mm -hmm. on how I was coaching them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you. This is a little bit of coaching. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. What if it what just just let's just pretend what if it was possible that the coaches and your parents never were able to have the power to to instill the feeling of pressure inside of you what if you were the only one causing that pressure and if that was true would you have done things differently if you knew that if you understood that that idea that the feeling of pressure they can trigger thoughts and this is what i teach is that coaches and parents can trigger thoughts in us but then we ultimately get to decide what we want to do with what they're telling us. And so the emotion of pressure is 100% on us. And how would that change things if we knew that at a younger age? That's really interesting. I think a lot of kids, it's kind of the same thing, putting pressure on themselves in a sense. I think it would have, I think it would have changed a lot in the sense of when, if I would have known that it was me kind of putting the pressure on and the triggers are coming from them, but the pressure is on me. I feel like I would have been able to respond in a way that, that helped me to get better. Not, not that almost pushed me to the brink of quitting because I almost like put the blame on other people. Like I almost quit because of this person. Mm -hmm. But I think if I were to switch that and say, okay, this pressure is coming from inside me, like mm -hmm. what can I do to ch channel mm -hmm. that pressure to become a better player? So yeah. I, honestly, if I would have been told that at a young age, I wish I would have had you as a <laughs> mental coach at a young age. Because I think that could have possibly like kind of changed the trajectory. But then again, I wouldn't want to change my past because it's made me who I am. And it's made me the person I am to be able to help girls um, like I was when I was young as well. Yeah, 100%. And we don't want to change our past because we understood we're more uh, sympathetic and compassionate now. Because, But the beautiful thing is the, the knowledge that you have now that you didn't have back then is helping the kids at a younger age, like you said, so that they can open up things that they've never considered before because of your experience and your knowledge, right? Absolutely. So I think that's a beautiful thing. So what are some things that when you're working with athletes that you can see, hey, she just has a confidence problem, or I don't think of it as a problem, but uh, she just may be able to use a little more confidence and she's got great talent, or even if she doesn't have a lot of talent, she has a lot of potential. What do you do for them? Tell us some things that maybe would help athletes when they're struggling with their confidence. Yeah, so one of the things that I see where it's like, okay, it's like a thing I see and I'm like, okay, she, she needs help with her confidence is definitely like that negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. You know, like the thing where it's like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I suck at this. Oh, I'm never gonna make this shot. So that's like something very obvious that I notice. And with that is I like to help girls change their thinking, change the thoughts that they tell themselves around. That's like one of the first phases that I work with athletes is like first you got to identify what those negative thoughts are if you don't know they're happening you can never change them right mm -hmm. and then the second part that i try to teach them is you have to question those negative thoughts so are those negative thoughts actually true 
or are, are those negative thoughts just stories that you are repeatedly telling yourself? Right. And once, once, they, once they realize that the negative thoughts that they are constantly telling themselves are not actually true, then they don't believe those thoughts. And then they can then go on and change those negative thoughts to positive thoughts. So I like to use affirmations with my girls. You know, 12-year-old, 12, 12 13-year-old girls love using affirmations, yeah. you know, and make, making projects out of it. So that's kind of the first phase for me when I teach girls how to become more confident is that's the first step is you have to identify those negative thoughts and where they're coming from. I love it. How can coaches support? Tell me what you do for coaches. How can coaches support their athletes, their female athlete, athletes specifically? What do you do or what do you say to coaches or do you have time with coaches specifically where you say, hey, here's some things that I think could help you. What do you, what do you tell coaches? So one of the things that, that I've learned that girls struggle the most with is fear of making mistakes. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, a lot of the time it's fear of getting yelled at by your coach. Mm -hmm. So when I talk to coaches and, and parents too, because they both kind of play a role in this, right. is that you have to be super aware that how you give feedback and how you criticize a teenage girl, it's magnified through their eyes, right? You may not be trying to be really critical of them, but that's how they see is they see it as, hey, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. Mm -hmm. So I like to tell the coaches, you have to be hyper aware, number one, of how you're speaking to them. Mm -hmm. Number two is just encourage mistakes, encourage imperfection, encourage progress, right? Mm -hmm. It's all about the progress. It's not about the end result. It's not about perfection. It's never going to be perfect. So yeah. let your athletes make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, applaud them for trying to make a mistake, for actually putting the effort in. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, one of the big messages that I try to tell coaches and parents is yeah. that life is messy. Let, let, let your kids be messy. That's the only way they're going to truly learn and grow as a person. I love that. And I love the idea of criticism and feedback. I really think feedback is factual mm -hmm. and criticism is just about the coach's thoughts about the, their own fears, right? I'm afraid mm -hmm. we're not winning here. Let me tell you why you're doing it wrong. So that seems to be more, to me, criticism, criticism comes from a, a fear of the coach and nothing to do with the athletes. Feedback seems like it's more of, let me tell you exactly what I think could work here instead of a, you're not playing well enough. So I think that athletes feel that really quickly mm -hmm. if coaches are coming to tell you something that's productive or something that they're just afraid is not working out for them, right? Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think, yeah, with the criticism, it's maybe more of like an ego-centric thing, right? And the feedback is more, it's about you. I'm trying to help you. Criticism, it's I'm trying to help you, but really to help me, right? Yeah. I, love that you, I love that you said it that way. Yeah. So what do you tell athletes to do to prepare before? That was one other thing that you, you do. How do you get them prepared before a game? How do they mentally prepare? Uh, my favorite way and my favorite way to teach athletes is to visualize. Um, like for me, I didn't really learn about visualizing until I was in college. Mm -hmm. But once I started doing it in college, like I was... Uh, I played so much better. I had so much more fun. You know, when you get in the zone, yeah. like I'm sure uh, athletes that are listening know what it feels like when you're in the zone, like just how different and how much better you play. Yeah. And so for me, that's what I use. And that's what I like to teach my athletes is how to visualize before they play, when to do it. And also visualizing even before you have a test or a speech or visualizing before anything that you're nervous for can greatly help you perform the task better and feel more calm and confident before you actually go do the thing. Yeah, I think, have you ever had one of those deja vu experiences where you see it and it just works out that way? Do you, yeah. have you ever had those? Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's beautiful. Athletes get a lot of moments to have condensed, concentrated, emotional moments 
and when you can visualize that, I really, I really believe in visualization as well. And that's awesome. Okay, well, I love that you work with the parents, coaches, and the girls. Is there anything else that you would want to share with anybody today? And then we want to hear how people can contact you. If you're soccer players out there, Shay's an expert. So we want to know what's going on, where what you're doing next, and give us a little bit of a heads up of how they can contact you and anything else you want to leave us with. Yeah, so the one thing I would leave an athlete with, and this is going to be relevant to parents, is, is don't be afraid of making mistakes. Go out there and make mistakes. It's the number one way that you're going to grow as an athlete, as a human. So go out there. You're never going to be perfect. Focus on progress over perfection. So that's the one thing I want to leave you with. And then you can find me on Instagram. Um, my personal page is at Shay Haddo. And then my soccer page is at Alpha Girl Soccer. And then you can also find me on Twitter at Alpha Girl Soccer. And then the email for my, um, uh, sorry, email website, the website that you can go to get all, you know, podcasts and everything like that is alphagirlonline.com. I love it. Shay, thank you so much for your time today. That was, there's so much good information in what you just shared with us. And I'm excited for people to be able to find you and get even more. So thank you for your time today and for coming and joining us on our podcast. Awesome. Thank you, Amy. Welcome to Flippin' Awesome Coaching, a podcast designed for athletes who love a challenge and want to see just how far they can really go. I'm your host, Amy Twiggs, and the podcast starts now.